This is how valid is the validity. Back in studio. Back in studio. Mm-hmm. Did you catch any of the, the thing I did last week with Nick Norman? I wasn't able to. Oh. I was in a rehearsal at that time. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to help you out. Changing bands? Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it actually turned out pretty well. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I got a little surprise for you uh, next week, if I can get it done. Okay. Um. A, a new a new uh, segment I think you're going to enjoy. You're going to enjoy. I like that. Um, I like new segments. I really feel bad because we do all this. Uh, we do all this production and and stuff here, and then and then I just go down there with a a cam a video camera and uh, a, a, a a computer camera and 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 it's a hit. It's a hit. <laughs> I guess you just don't. You don't need me. No, I I would never say that, Andy. I always need you. I need to be needed. Needed. We had a good weekend. That's needed. K N E A D E D. Needed. Ah. Uh, <laughs> wow. What are you drinking, little guy? What do you think I'm drinking? Little guidance today. Guidance whiskey. We got Jason in the house. Theme of the show. That's right. He's we got here. Jason Ridgedale. See, he, Ridgedale. He's back here hanging out. You see him back there? Yeah, he's he's texting, <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> so. We're not going to have this. All right. I got to get, I got a serious monologue, serious monologue. So let me, let me just start by saying we're going to do this uh, $5,000 car stereo giveaway, right? So I, I want to start the show off tonight with, with what, what, how, how this is going to work, how this is going to work. If, if you go to the first off, if you it, every week we're going to give away different prizes uh, as we get closer to the 10 weeks that we're going to have this program we're going to you know we're giving away guidance we're giving away aurora nutriscience uh sony radios and all that kind of stuff basically how this is going to work you're going to register on our web pages so how valid the vi- is the validity or chris weaverband um dot com so chris com or how valid or hvvcast.com, and that's where you go to register. Um, or you can register through the direct message on on Facebook on either page. Um, we'll keep track of those over the next 10 weeks, and then each week we'll draw a name, and we will give a prize away that week too. So if if you're not, you have to listen to win. You have to listen to win. Basically, this is how this works. You're going to get Hertz, Audison uh, speakers, and amplifier. You're going to get a Sony uh, car stereo, uh, you're going to get window tint. Uh, now the window tint, it just comes as the, tent. that will be separate as far as installation. So you have to live within a 25 mile radius and we can work on this if we have to, but right now we're just starting with a 25 mile radius of a Hertz Audison dealer. And you'll also get the complete stereo installed, uh, for free. And that is, uh, it's going to be a good deal. I'm very excited about it. Um, uh, and and the Sony, a lot of people don't need radios, but we're gonna we're gonna put in the Sony radio regardless. Um, maybe you have somebody close to you you'd like to give that as a gift, or you want to pawn it and maybe uh, help with your 
So no. sliding into the DMs is the way to go to get entered. Well, the the best way uh, to get the information is to go to the website, but I know people don't really aren't doing that kind of thing anymore. Uh, but what you want to do is uh, either hvvcast.com uh, or Chris Weaver Band. There's going to be a contest. Uh, contest uh, button? Button? Is it a button? And and you're going to click on that, and then you're going to, it's just a real quick form. You fill it out. You'll get a number, or we know. It's easier for us if you do it that way, but I'm not going to, I know we do all this stuff on Facebook and such, so if you DM and, and Facebook, then we'll also take that, and I'll take care of that personally, personally. So make sure you, uh, Hertz, Audison, Sony, uh, Car Stereos, Modern Media Geeks is, uh, and, and the Tent School are helping with all that, and uh, I really wanted to grow this over the next 10 weeks, and then we're going to give week, uh, weekly prizes away too. So make sure you make sure you get that in there. All right, so moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, Andy Andy mentioned last week to me that that he thought maybe I was being too serious in this show, and I was being too serious. It's a little heavy. Sometimes. A little heavy, right? It's okay. Yeah. And, and so I have to agree, especially after last week, we talked a lot about like what your favorite 80s movies were and right. you know what you thought of the you know teenage mutant ninja turtles and and things like that and it, i think people felt um better entertained yeah i would say right um and so i'm going to completely take all of any kind of news out of this program <laughs> well none of it's good <laughs> and that the truth there's no good news to, to report actually you know what there is there is it's Finally, the United States is third in COVID COVID cases. Instead of first. Correct. Nope, I take it back. We're first again. All right, well, so there is no good news. Hey, that's why we're the champions. But I will say this, that the, there was a study done uh, that said that in the United States, we only have 6.7 million confirmed cases, but there's a study that says it's actually 20 times more than that based on last year so it goes all the way back to last year which means we've had 200,000 deaths so if you actually if that's 20 times more then this becomes not even an issue anymore and it's not as deadly as the flu which is what the big thing has been right so I don't think that that's going to change anything It, it was a study done I you know I know like you like me and you we talk about oh man I was feeling like crap and February, it had to be that. Yeah, I mean, because it took me out. I was out. Right, and I and I hear that all the time. Oh, I was sick. I had to have had it. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if that's the case, then we're looking at, you know, you're looking at, jeez, uh, 150 million people. I don't know if there would be that many, but the deaths for sure are 200,000. And as we all know, that's probably not the case either. I think it's more like, I don't know. Anyway, glad you did your research. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. I don't want to make I don't want to make light of death. It's it, it's it's almost impossible to even make sense of those stats, anyways. As it is, I mean, it's it doesn't make any sense. They don't make sense, and nobody knows if what if any of it's true. They, it, it's just unbelievable. But for sure, I truly believe that there have been that the case confirmed cases are would actually be higher. I, I think it's higher. We're testing more than most countries, right? Oh yeah! Again, we we go now. India is finally catching up. Uh, we're at six point seven uh, million cases, so I think we were at we were at eight or nine million 
it was like it, I think we were testing a million a day. Yeah, something like that. It was astronomical. But as far as cases go, that that's how we were doing it last week. As far as cases go, that we have six point seven million. India's got five million. Brazil's got four point three. Right. So forth. China obviously is number one with all their population has COVID. China and Chinese chicken. <laughs> so uh, apparently Kamala Harris uh, yesterday uh, basically said what what everybody's thinking uh, by accident uh, as she uh, went on to talk in an interview about how under her administration that that things would be different. So is is there a little gray area in that? I mean, can can a can a vice president speak as if it is their administration? Well, as but well? she I then mean, had to she had to she had to try to save it. Do a, do other vice presidents speak like that? Uh, I don't My think I don't I don't think it's. I mean, here here's the problem. If they did, you wouldn't think that it was there was anything to it other than a mistake. But because right. Biden is is literally one month away from doing meetings and and slippers in a robe uh, i think that's where <laughs> i think that's where we got the problem i think that's where we got the problem but that being said uh um i don't think it's really changing anything i think the problem that we have now is is how we're going to litigate the mail and stuff because the democrats are actually just coming out literally and saying that we are not going to accept the results on election night, right? Right. Um, which at this point in time, I don't think you can because there's not been one election done by mail-in ballots in the country to this point that you could that you could do that with. There's not been one case where this has ever worked smoothly. Uh, right. You know, they, they just finished counting the, the, the one house district in New York uh, about a month ago, and that was uh, three and a half months later. I mean, we're going back three elections to be in, you know, three controversial screwed up elections right i mean we're going that goes back to all the way to the florida stuff with the the ballots in florida with the recount oh this is this is way that. way worse way worse well but this is it, this is way worse yes but, but i mean we haven't had like a smooth election no, since clinton no right because and 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 truthfully i i would have i would say that obama had decently smooth elections uh as far as but because he won so overwhelmingly you know, it was really it got dicey, especially with Bush's first term against Al Gore. When when, you know, we get into this whole thing where Clinton, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, but lost to Electoral College and then Gore won the popular vote. But but again, it's because the Democratic states of California and, and New York and, mm-hmm. and places like that to have these huge populations. That's why the Electoral College exists in the first place. Right. That, that being said, this goes beyond that, because this is not something where th- there are people that are making a decision because a lot of pe- here's here's what people aren't thinking about here there are people in this country that every year send their ballots in by mail i mean that, that that's this is not a new concept right uh uh you know when i ran for office even as as small as the county and and the office that i was running for uh, there were mail in ballots from people that lived in the county that had a that had an address there but they lived someplace else or were gone all the time so they still wanted to vote in local elections right mm-hmm. so so the the issue with this is what you have now is people that have never voted with a ballot before, mm-hmm. and 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 ballot collection is a whole other concept. I mean, there there is this whole thing where Democrats or Republican people come to your house to collect your ballot mm-hmm. for you, right? 
and then take supposedly take all these ballots and go to the courthouse and deliver them. You also have this whole situation where couples will will do their ballots and they'll stick both both into the envelope and then that cancels out that ballot. If the address is wrong, that's gone. So contested ballots usually don't make it back in. And people don't understand the complexity of mail-in ballots. And now, So now you take it from 30 million people, maybe that vote that way, to 250 million or whatever, you know, some right. stupid number to, you know, 30 million. I don't know what I just said. I think 30 million people do it and now they're expecting, you know, like 60 million people to, to send in ballots. It's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, only what the last election, only two thirds of Americans voted, right? Right. So that that's there's that. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is to get everybody to vote. <sighs> right. And Wouldn't... so to me, it's like, where's that work around? Everybody, it, it, you know, you know, if if you're if you can still mail in a ballot and somebody can come and collect it, why can't we figure out something how to do it online, to where every right. every person with a cell phone could vote? If it matters, if, if that's really what, but we're not, that's not what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to keep a bunch of people at home and, and then focus on what's left and split them up like a, like they're like we're wrangling chickens. Do you think they won't do that because it's like uh more, uh, more of a, they could hack it. Somebody could hack Russia, China. Oh, that, I mean, I mean, they're already they, saying they're that anyway. That? They're saying it already started. They're, they've already, both sides are already setting this up to where nobody's going to know. And here's the thing. And we could, I want to, you know, Jason, we were all talking about this a little bit before. It's now people are just becoming so apathetic that I don't, it's going to be interesting to see who votes. Yeah. You know, because the, the issue becomes that I, if you're 22 and younger, if you're 18 to 22, the biggest thing is your mouth. But on election day, you're nowhere to be found. Yeah. It, it happens all the time, every time. They cause all the problems, they want all the socialism. Well, it's the same, and then they don't vote. It's the same thing as uh, as tweeting and posting every day, you know, mm. sharing links. It's, it's the same thing. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of a uh, lot of talk, but no do, you know. Well, regardless, Jason is a good guy, and I hope that he doesn't, you know, take too much to heart what I say, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and and so it's interesting as we progress uh, going forward. You know how, how we're gonna how how my my thing is, at some point in time there's gonna be a damn break. To me, that guy going up to that that sheriff's department car and shooting those two police officers point blank range, I think this is the beginning, because this, this you know it was one thing when the when the MAGA guy got shot point blank and it was one dude and it was just some dude, but if 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 this country feels like, because here's the problem. If cops stop doing their job, people that are actually that believe in the cops and want to be, have somebody to call if they get in trouble, but cops say screw this, we're the ones that suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, abolish the police until you need them. Correct. But even then, there are a, a huge group of pop. There's a huge population in this country that that does not care because they've never used them. They only think they're pieces of of shit mm-hmm. and and so forth. And they don't care, and they're on this bandwagon or whatever. But then that's one thing to talk about defunding and doing that kind of thing. It's another thing to just start shooting people random. Sure. Nobody wants that because the core of the law is I, I, I don't want anybody to come up and shoot me from behind. Right. And that's when it's going to stop because it now n- the discrimination will soon 
the line will get blurred because what's going to happen now is somebody's going to go shoot in retaliation and then this thing never ends, right? Um, you think a lot of the people that are saying things that don't that don't even care, that want to just straight up abolish the police, a lot of those opinions I think are coming from places that are already kind of Wild West lawless places anyways where you can't hardly get a cop to come in and do something for you. Well, I mean, again, and, and and it depends on who you talk to, but abolishing is not the, it's not abolishing of the police. It's defunding the police. Right. And some of the defunding, I understand. I mean, when you have a police force like New York does, that's got 35,000 police officers, for instance, or LA in the same ballpark. And you've seen the unbelievable amount of crime that goes on. I mean, they they have their own criminal courts in, in these police in, in, in these districts, mm-hmm. you know, in New York City and L.A., where because of all the crime and, and things that go on within the police department itself. So the defunding is 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 what it's saying is that they need to be held more accountable and that, that we're giving these people millions and millions and a billion dollars, essentially, in New right. York. This isn't right because we're not getting. We're not getting policed. You know, we're getting we're getting we're afraid. And, and, and these and these guys feel like they can do whatever the hell they want. And that. That's not the point of the police, no. right? Unfortunately, in, in, in our society, it seems that there's a line. And on one side, you, they, they protect and serve these type of people. And on the other side, they police these people. It seems like there is a line. But there is a big problem. We can talk about this with Jason. This is something I do <laughs> want to talk But there is, I mean, like, if you come to my, my hometown, Grafton, for instance, you know, you got 10 cops. You know, there's only one shade of, 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 of skin in, in that town. Mm-hmm. And so... There are people that do the same thing over and over again. The DUIs and the and the asses and and you know the the the, the beating of their wives and the kids and all that kind of thing that, that the cops yeah they will throw those people down the stairs right, yeah. and so the the issue becomes it's what you have to deal with all the time. You know, Jason made a point to me, and then we could move on and and kind of get him going here. But he made a point to me. It's like. He asked me about the the Israel thing that happened today with Trump, you know, bringing Israel and Iran together. Oh, uh, with and, the peace prize thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't read it yet. And and it, last time he came here, I about had a heart attack talking about. I don't even remember what it was. If we're living in a third dimension or some <laughs> some stuff. It's a simulation. And, and basically, because we've been gone and we've been doing stuff, and I haven't been able to get do what I've been doing for the last six months, which is sit up here and. And grow my hair gray, you know, or so, I mean, it's just is what it is. Anyway, we're going to be right back after this message uh, from guidance and Verdoliac law. And then we're going to come back with Jason Rigel from guidance whiskey, the man, the myth, the legend. We'll be back after this message. See you in a minute.
Call us today. Even if we can't help you directly, we will help you find someone who can. At the Verdoliak Law Group, we've withstood the test of time by honoring our commitment to put our clients' interests first. That's why most of our clients over the last 50 years have found us through word of mouth from other satisfied clients. In the last half a century, thousands of law firms have come and gone, while the Verdoliak Law Group has cemented itself as a Chicago legal landmark, and we look forward to our next 50 years of serving you. If you want a law firm that has stood the test of time and will fight for you, call the Verdoliak Law Group. This is How Valid is the Validity. Back here with my uh, dear, dear uh, friend that I've known for, it's been like at least three weeks. What's your name again? Uh, Steven Tyler. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up uh, some of the guidance for me to be shipping out. Shipping no problemo. Out. Um, let's just get right into it. I've told people your story a, a thousand times, but then I, I went back and felt like... Um, after you told me a little bit more about you that maybe I was telling people wrong. Um, so <laughs> we can, we can brush over this because we did, we played the interview and, and so people got some idea of, right, of guidance right, right. and, and, uh, and all that kind of thing. But really give us a recap through this COVID situation because you still been, you're, 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 you hustle. I mean, that's, that's yeah. you, man. I mean, that's absolutely. So just give a little bit of what it's been like, you know, trying to start this new business and, and, you know, and, and, and what, where, where the successes have been and where you, where you see it going. I got you. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Um, yeah, man, COVID contrary to most, um, liquor businesses, like we, we took a hit because we were mostly on premise. So we were like you, we were. We were big in bars, restaurants. That's where I had most of my affiliations, most of the people I knew. So when COVID hit and they closed most of those places, oh yeah, our sales actually declined. Now, we were in a few liquor stores, so that saved us a little bit. And then being able to get online, you know, helped us a lot more. But in the initial months, it was it was really, really tough for us. So what, what now you said something that we've been talking about week after week, but do you feel that you've done some things to help business in, in a way that you wouldn't have if COVID never happened? Like the online sales, for instance, is that, have you, have you, you know, is that, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, faster pace. Is that going at a faster pace since yeah, because a, of all this? Yeah, of course. Ex- I mean, we, we wanted, yeah, we wanted to do, so being a new brand, I know that you have to play online. Like I saw that last year. I was like, you know, you're going to have to be able to reach people in Oklahoma. You're going to be able to reach people in Vegas. And you're going to have to kind of skip over the usual good old boy system of going and finding the distributor. We're getting on their timeline. They tell you, yeah, we'll bring you on next summer and all that. You know what I mean? So you have to get around that. But if COVID wouldn't have happened, that would have been a part of a of a longer plan. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But with COVID happening, we like, we got to have it now. And so, I mean, do you feel, I mean, to me, for instance, this whole thing, I mean, where, where, where we've come, I mean, you know, where, where we've come with this thing. I mean, I never, number one, I never would have did this. Right. Let's be honest. Right. And so, and, and number two, um, you know, I never would have learned 
realized that I could even learn some of these skills. You pivoted. I pivoted, right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, even though uh, I've not made a dime uh, on this show um, and really uh, don't feel that I could pivot far enough to make any money in any reasonable amount of time, uh, for you, having this product, you know, what were the, cha what was the challenge uh, of, of getting the, of liquor online i mean because is that something different than if you made bracelets or, or hats or shirts and stuff or yeah, like, yeah it's so, a whole other realm of things so now you can google a lot of stuff right but when we were doing it you couldn't so there even getting online wasn't the easiest thing to find i actually went to people to try to get them to help me put my product online and they were like yeah we'll do it for seven percent of your company holy moses jeez yeah so, how does that even make sense it doesn't, but that's exactly what we were told. Um, but there's a there's a guy in Montgomery, Alabama. One day I got a phone call. Didn't know this guy at all. He said, "I've been watching your brand, and I'm I'm proud of you. I'm I'm so happy for you." And his name is Kalanji Green. I gotta say, and he and he said, "If you need anything, I got you." And I said, "Well, I really need to get my product online." And he said, "I think I can help you with that." A week later, I was talking to online distributors. <laughs> And two weeks after that, my product was being online. He didn't ask me for one dime. You're kidding me. Nope. So you can buy Jack Daniels. You can buy other whiskeys online, right? You can do yep. all that. Yep. And so what? what is the process in the sense? And, and I mean, I don't want to, yeah. you don't have to go through the whole thing, but I mean, yeah. like, what, what? how How hard is it to, to get it online? Well, now it's not hard at all. And if you have a product in it's a spirit and you're trying to get online, just email us at info at guidance.world and we'll tell you. Cause I, I am holding the door open for whoever comes next. Everything we went through that took years and took all that time. I'm, we're speeding it along. Talk about that for a minute. So you, you've, you've got a little conglomeration of, of, of other, uh, products that you're working with. There's yeah. A, can, we'll yeah. So, once I got once I got in and, and saw how long that process took and went through all the bullshit that I had to go through, it became something where I was dedicated to helping other minority brands get in. Minority brands, local brands, and my friends. And that's it. And since then, Twisted Sisters Wine, Thomas Vodka, Greenwood Whiskey, um, we work with Majesty Bourbon. There's Class A vodka. I mean, you name it, and those names are going to keep growing and growing and growing. Three Rooks, which is coming out, there's some local guys here in Nashville. They have a single barrel whiskey that's coming out, and it is phenomenal. No kidding. So yeah, so and that's all part of the group you're you're you yeah. started. And I, and I, I, it's important to me to tell people I don't own any of these people's brands because that's the number one question, right? So you you own part of them, right? No, I don't. Do you own your friends? Do you own your sister, your brother? We're family. That's why we call it guidance family. So this is me paying forward the things that have been given to me. That's awesome, man. Just that simple. So how much are you getting from them? Not shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I thought Andy, I thought I could trip him up. I thought I could trip him up a bit. You know, I thought maybe I, you know, I throw him a little curve. Can't huh? show your hand. Can't be huh? showing your hand, huh? man. Huh? Huh? So, so, so let me ask you this. And just to, just for me to be clear here, because, uh, uh you know, if somebody called in and or called you and said, "Hey, I saw your saw you were on the show. You talking about this and whatever," and they, and they had this idea and this thing, you let them come in if you like their product. You have to like the product, though. No. So what happens is this: we're gonna say send us an email. 
we're going to send you a questionnaire that we've, that we've designed. It has a ton of questions on it to kind of get a feel for what you need and all that stuff. I'm going to review it. I'm going to set up a 30 minute call with you. I'm going to direct you to some contract distillers. I'm going to find out if you want to distill yourself. I have all that information and we send you on your way when you're ready to come back. Cause you know, some people are at different stages That's right. in what they're doing. Right. Some people just want to know how much it costs. You know what I mean? That's that's, and they want to get shot straight. So we'll give you that. Once you have everything together, you come back and then we're going to, first thing we do is help you get your product online. Just like we did. Then we're going to go talk to some distributors for you. And then you're going to go to their house with a baseball bat and say, now that I've helped you with all this. Exactly. I need not. my VIG. That's I need not, my VIG. That's not nope, what we're going to do. Okay. I, I just got to, I was just trying to find the yeah. angle. That's all. That's all. I'm just it, trying to find the angle. It's not. I because mean, I mean, not. based on what you're telling me, I'm pretty much done with music and this podcast and I'm going to start a, a liquor company. Yeah. And we're coming straight to you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I want to <laughs> use, I am going to use all of your resources yeah, you should. I'll probably stay at your house. Probably not. So <laughs> that that uh no, you like that? It was a little cold. Yeah. I thought it was a little cold. He can yeah. visit. <laughs> I can visit. It's like Rikers Island, isn't it? Order pizza one night or something if you want. <laughs> he can visit extra bad. <laughs> you come to his house and he's got like a, a piece of uh, bulletproof glass and two phones. <laughs> That's how you talk to him. Can I help you with something? State your business. <laughs> so, my God, I mean, I tell everybody I meet uh, uh, about you because the story is the best, right? I mean, you know, the how your idea behind how you got, you know, into this business in the first place, but but how much you work and and you know even getting to know Josh and the standard and all the relationships from that. I mean, you just it's unbelievable, and and so. Besides directly selling liquor, I mean, the one thing that I think is important about you, which is something I want you to touch on here, is not thinking about the product, but more about the relationships. Yep. All right. So what? talk about that for a minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm in it for. And, I mean, I'm no spring chicken. I know I look 28, but I'm actually 29. So... <laughs> You got to think about, I'm at a, it's funny, like guidance, when we drink guidance, I always tell these old stories and stuff, but I, it was one of my, one of my pop's friends and he was in his sixties and he would listen to our stories and laugh and stuff. And they had stories from back in the seventies and stuff. And it was always cool. And I asked him, I was like, man, what made you slow down? Cause I mean, they had some crazy, crazy stories, right? I said, what made you slow down? And he told me, he said, man, one day you're going to be closer to the end than you are to the beginning. And you're going to realize what really matters. And dude, at 29, I realized like I'm closer to the end than the beginning. And I'm really starting and I'm 41, but I, <laughs> but I mean, I really, really start to place value on what my life is going to be like and the value that I can bring to others and to my family and to people. And it just mean, it means more to me. So the relationship, even when we're talking about online and sales and sales and sales, and I was telling Andy, like, I don't even like focusing on that the most, you know what I mean? I, I like meeting new people, sitting, sitting here drinking something that was in my head four or five years ago with you guys. 
is one of the best experiences of my life. And I, I don't take those things for granted because at 90, however much I've sold won't mean anything to anybody right. or, or that's all it will mean. I'll just be, Oh, we made a million dollars. You see him. That's yeah. it. It'll, they'll try to take money and make that who I am. And it's not, I mean, is that, you know, is that not a problem though? How do you fight that? Because I mean, that's what people do that they gravitate yeah. towards that anyway. And so a valid question that we just talked, we were kind of mentioned before was what is success mm-hmm. to you? What is success? Right. I mean, there's success as being far as the industry. And so in music, it's, are you competing with Garth Brooks? Are you competing with, or are you, com- Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> with the clumsiness just gonna, I'll put it on <laughs> this is recorded and you are can, you, you can edit that out I think you can edit that out right are you competing with I'm not editing anything three thumbs but you, you were saying Garth Briggs didn't like that I'm just saying <laughs> you cannot say Garth Brooks' name in vain in Nashville and nothing happened. No, it was no not that. in vain. It was not in vain. Can we pause this real quick? <laughs> I, it is in my ass now. Uh-uh. <laughs> Go to commercial or something. Go to the long commercial. Use, oh my god, it's in my ass. Hands in my ass. <laughs> god damn it. It's in my ass. We'll be back. Guidance Whiskey. Look for guidance. Aurora Nutra Science. Advanced Supplement Technology. Sony Mobile. Sony Mobile.
be a part of the show, call us at 808-707-8108, that's 808-707-8108, or you can email your thoughts to weaver at hvvcast.com. 707-8108, that's 808-707-8108, or you can email your thoughts to weaver at hvvcast.com. We're back. Thanks. Are you, are you dried up? <laughs> I told you, man. Garth don't play that shit. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> this is just, I mean, 23 weeks. I've not ever spilled anything in the middle of probably one of the best questions I've ever asked. You got too drunk on this one. Oh my God! New, 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 new. The time I took a half a bottle of this down in one show—that was that was too drunk. Um, so going back to the success, because I mean, that, everybody always asks that question, right? So right. Going, my my analogy uh, before I was rudely interrupted by myself uh, was is that you know when 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 I when I moved to Nashville, everybody was like, you know, what are you doing? And you tell them I'm playing downtown. Oh, some people just moving here was a success yep other people i don't have a record deal yet right and so just the levels of it yep. that doesn't even that's not even in your ballpark no right so and, and it's not money no nope. so what what is your definition of success in this business is simple because i've my goal is to only be drinking my friend's liquor by 2021 and then after that I want to help a hundred brands come into the market. That's it. That's it. That's your. Le- that's where you're at right now with success. Yep. If I go to a bar and I can and I'm and I'm thirsty and I can look across that back bar and I see people that I know. That's pretty cool. That that's that's success. So that's and pretty that's pretty fitting for the branding. I mean, you're going to provide guidance. Provide to, guidance. Provide guidance for those behind after you. Yeah. Cause that'll, that'll mean, you know, that'll live on past me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So is that something that where you got the name from, you think from guidance? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it's grown into, right? Like that it's a living brand. And that's, that's the coolest part is that everything that we're doing now is a part of the guidance story. So what I was thinking four years ago is not what I'm thinking now. Right. So we like to, we do talk about the origins all the time, but I like living in the present. So the stuff that's going on with it now is the coolest part of the story to me. I mean, I'm on how valid is your validity. (laughs) I mean, seven people are watching this right now going, God, this is a great story. Would you say that the the name kind of came into itself after you? Exactly. So you didn't, it didn't come out to be guidance, but you had that. Now it's kind of taken on its own life. And it's growing completely. And And I, five years from now, I bet it'll mean something totally kind of the same, but totally different. Right. So let's just jump into this stuff. Let's do it. The current climate of of things, you know, where 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 is your mindset about business in the sense of if things continue this path, which I mean, I, I don't know good, bad, or in between, but if things continue down this road for a certain amount of time, a long period of time, um, do you still feel like these visions and timelines still are, are, are possible? 
Yeah, I mean this in 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 this industry, there's always gonna be a market for it. Right. And even if you took the market away, I mean this wasn't started we're a capitalistic country. So if you take it off, you close all the liquor stores, you sell it out out of your trunk. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? That's that's the history of 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 alcohol. It was it was family made. And that's how we were we gave it to each other. It it's the same way any business was done. So I don't think the climate affects this this part of things, but it affects other things, right? Because people got to have jobs. Uh, what What is your feeling on if, if, for instance, Democrats that are far left that are winning in this country and, and right now in just House districts for the most part, but are you worried about some of this capitalism being taken away? Uh, does this, is this even, is this a thing? I mean, are you, who do you talk to that you don't feel, you know, you, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, there, you know, socialism is. Yeah. I, so it's kind of, and, and you'd understand this in, in the past communities band together. Like I've always, even since the tornadoes happened, when I saw Nashville step up for its itself, I, I believe that Nashville could save Nashville communities can save communities. You know what I mean? Maybe you need Washington to tell you what to do, but I'm looking after my neighbors. My neighbors are looking after me. We survive. Do you think that the current climate has put more of a wedge as far as the race is concerned? When you talk about communities, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, right? Cause you're, you're responsible for yourself. So, I mean, I'm sitting here with two white guys. There's no wedge. You see what I mean? But then there's I people do. on different sides of the street and there is a wedge. So each each situation is going to be different. Right. But I'm, I guess my point is you, you had said it earlier that nobody shows this. Yeah. They're only showing the divisiveness right. and the wedges, which is impacting all of us because it's everything that we do from the news to Facebook to Instagram or whatever is only showing just this terrible stuff that's going on. Right? So why do you think that though? Because who who wins? I, I, I've always wanted. I know someone I was gonna like. Who actually is the winner from setting the sides against each other? Well, I, I'd say it's control, right? I mean, the, the whole point of this. I mean, if you look at it from a globalist perspective, you know, communists use race to bring down the United States to bring down uh, uh, capitalism because right. So the winners are not us. I mean, I'm not winning. Well, you're not winning nobody, you know, but it's, but the fact of the matter is it's, it's you're one individual and, and you've said it to me before. It's like you're living life. And so this stuff doesn't, yeah, yeah. it's just like the, like the thing. It's like, it's not, you, you come in tonight and you're like, how do you not know this? Because the last, you know, again, the last time I ca- you came up here, I had there was TVs on the wall, and I'm I'm researching things, and I got six thousand pages printed. You gave me homework, like Jason, read this. I'm like, I'm not reading this. Like, no, read this is oh, what no, they- you took it though. Yeah. I want that back, you know. I just, I, I'll give it to okay. you. He's like, but remember, is the is the proverbial they right? That's when when you hear most of it's they, and they and they and they, and what we talk about all the time is like, who is they? Who is they? Right, but it's like can- getting cancer. 
Every you know tons of people that have had family or you know somebody that's had cancer. Cancer talk they talk about it all. They scare the crap out of everybody about cancer, right? How you can get it, what all that kind of thing. And and there's no way to possibly put yourself in that position until you get it or you don't get it. But it's still you're it, it's always they no matter what issue you're talking about, it's it's like, you know, that cancer is caused by secondhand smoke. That was a big mm-hmm. deal, you know, for, and who says that? Well, they, yeah, it's right? Always like, right. If you take me, like my grandfather passed away from cancer. My son's mother had stage three lymphoma. She's a survivor. There's a picture of her laying in a hospital bed with my son laying in the bed with her. So for me, you talk about cancer is different. And I think in all of these things, it all determines on how close it comes to you. I agree. But if we're going to compare apples to apples here, yeah. you, you can also talk about racism in your lifetime. Yes. Um, and and there's nothing that, that I can say to make any of that make any sense. The only thing I can do is not do it. Right, not be that way towards you, for instance. I can't stop somebody else from being that way towards you. Of course not. Right, but yet, that's what we have going on right now, correct? Uh, or not? We have what, per se? The idea that one group is telling another group that they don't know, and vice versa, how they should feel about stuff. How I should feel about being white for instance instead of being black who's telling you how to be white well no nobody's gonna tell me how to be white because you know what jason you can't tell somebody that doesn't leave the house now you leave i do you leave and go play i do but i that's what i'm saying most of the people i know are drunks oh yeah yeah they don't dude it doesn't matter at that point you're not talking anymore you know it's either sleeping or fighting that's all these people you know but see here's the thing man like and i've told you this before like you're you're a curious guy and you research a lot of stuff you have a good heart though like we talked about that like that you at your core you're a good person and some of the experiences is just stuff that you haven't seen but when you go see it I'm sure that this, you're, you'll feel different about it. Your your decisions will be different, but you have to be exposed to it in a natural way. So what, okay, that being said, for instance, up in Rochester, when the those protesters are going through the, to, through the city and, 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 and there were people eating outside, they were actually going up in the restaurant and telling everybody that they need to get out and they were throwing the chairs and all that. So, and, 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 and saying, you know, you give us our, shit and all that kind of stuff and that when you see that does that make you feel like finally things are changing for all the things that experiences that you had that i haven't that that bothered you or or, you know does this make you feel better about what's going on you know what i'm saying because that that that, that's the problem i didn't didn't see what happened in rochester well it's i guess there's it's not just rochester it's any place it's where they're they're, you know it's like up in chicago where they they basically just went through all the stores and took everything and and they're you know and the and the guy that that was wearing the maga hat that got shot point blank in the back of the head and and the one guy that got busted with a rock and the you know it just it's been going on for months My, Mm -hmm. my point to you is there's twofold to this right your experiences that i have never experienced then a bunch of people that have experienced these things or at least sympathize with these experiences mm-hmm. 
and then now they're doing something right or wrong right they're doing something yeah right so for you when you see that how does it make you feel um you understand what i'm saying i get it i and i speak for me right i don't i don't condone violence on either side and i don't condone trashing people's stuff like you don't work you don't you don't mess with what people work hard for but on the same token i don't condone trayvon martin getting killed and right guy getting to quit you see what i mean so for me i stand back and i look at the whole thing because i have to be accountable for myself and that to me I, I and we when i when i came in today i was telling you man it's been a long week and i've really become disappointed just that as us as a whole as a country because i feel like we're letting ourselves be manipulated and we always laugh about biden being old but trump is three years older than him pelosi's 80 <laughs> so these people are supposed to be our elders. These are the post- people that are supposed to be giving us guidance. The, you know what I mean? In, in African villages, we look to our elders to pass down wisdom. to. T- and I'm looking at these people, and they look like my kids when they were young fighting. And it, it I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, That really starting to disturb me that we can't, we won't get it together. Have you ever, You've heard the term, do you want to be together or do you want to be right? And at this point, who owns most of America right now, land-wise? Do you think it's Americans? No, I don't think it's Americans, but... So if it's not Americans, who do you think it is? Well, I mean, between the Saudis and Chinese, I think that, you know, you got a huge percentage of people that, that have nothing to do with anything. And, which and do you could think tell it's you, not a problem? Well, it, there's nothing you can do about it now. I mean, here's the issue, and we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that nobody even knew until 2016 was the, the petrodollar. I went, did you? Oh, yeah, we talked about We that. talked about this. Yeah. I went in one step deeper, and you want to talk about how this, this is not just uh, uh, tying the oil to them. The Saudis, for the last 50 years, have been buying everything in this country. Yeah. Land, business, and nobody knew about it. So in 50 years, do you think... <laughs> what is this gonna you see what i'm saying like right Democrat, but i mean as, a, as as the black community you 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 said it a little bit ago who wins let me tell you who wins whoever needs this divisiveness to do whatever they really want to do that's who wins and i i've said it a thousand times there there's somebody we are going to find out one day tom clancy or dan <laughs> brown somebody is going to explain in a book what is what's really going on? Because coronavirus and and this at the same time tacked onto an election, you don't know which way to go. So what do you do? You freaking go, and you go to work. You go in. You do something else. Most people don't do what I've done, where I've just <laughs> dated. It's like Clockwork Orange up here. Yeah, but but the, I think people do kind of also what they've been doing, right? So we talked about that too. Like in this time. I've still been doing what I've been doing. So I didn't, this, this didn't come to me as an epiphany. Like we've, I have a nonprofit. We've been helping people in different countries for years and here for years. So when the tough stuff gets tough, we just keep doing what we've naturally been doing. 
So I'm, I don't get really caught up in the news and stuff that's going on in a lot of different places because there's people that live three blocks from me that lost their whole house. You know what I mean? And they need their, we're talking about that today. So, but again, I, the one thing I've learned and you said it, the experiences, what is it? Go, it, it is not going to be this 80 year old white people to tell the black community at this point or Mexican community or any community, mm-hmm. how, how to, how to fix whatever the problem is, right? Because you, I can say, you can look at statistics and go, oh my gosh, I mean, the math is not there, blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. know, we've done it. We've looked at it, all of it. But it is experience and it's emotional based. I can't do anything about that. So it's like, it, I really am perplexed, honestly, other than like trying to do this. Right. Which is good. This is This is good. I don't know what else to do because I can't bitch. I've had a great life, you know. I, I, I'm, I just happen to be white, and 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 I, and and I've been in a place where it's like most. I mean, God, we play music. Music, music is colorless. Yep. You know, it, it, yes, black people are always bass players and drummers, but still, <laughs> I don't know. Except for, <laughs> not except, always, except for Jimmy. Except for, yeah, right. You know, if, except if, for that one guy. You know, you, you talk about Jimi Hendrix. He's an interesting one, too, because, uh, you know, there, there was a time there where, like, Jimi Hendrix almost forgot or was upset because he felt that people kind of forgot that he was a black artist. Yeah. And people would forget. And he had a mostly white audience and go, and coming up to uh, close to his passing and, and things. And when uh, he started a new project towards the end of his career and everything, and he would come off of shows and, and not and it wasn't about to him. It wasn't about um, how good was the show. It was about how he was asking how many black people were there. How many, like he wanted to know that yeah. sort of thing. Um, and it's kind of a shame. Cause I mean, he gets kind of, people forget that Jimi Hendrix was a, a black artist, you know, and, at a time when it was not easy. Right. Exactly. Or, or, or where music w- kept, well, it's just like uh, Kanye West has just said yesterday, you know, that music business and politics is a, is a slave ship for, for black people mm-hmm. in the sense that if you looked at the contracts, you know, that, 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 and I mean, that wasn't just black artists back then, but I mean, that definitely was manipulated by all those, you know, the trios and the Jackson mm-hmm. fives and all that kind of stuff were, it was bad. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and but I think so was it for the boy bands, but it's still being manipulated to this day. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying as far as when you talk about, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, how much here, here's my thing. It, it, it's, it's experiences a hundred percent, but how do you, I mean, is is there not a part of you at this point that if 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 you had a a, a teenage eighteen or nineteen year old black kid that was telling you how bad this country is and all that kind of stuff, is it not up to you, people like you, to to really change that or not? Because you're the only one that can, right? You're you're I can't say anything, you know. It, it's why why can't you say anything? Well, because because I, you know you're not the first person to ever tell me that it's that it's experience that you're that you don't understand. It's like I keep saying it's it's South Park. At the end of the episode, he goes Stan, Stan goes to Token and says, "I get it now. I don't get it." Yeah, and well, so but but I mean it's here's the thing, man. So you talk about eighteen, nineteen. I have a nineteen year old son, and when 
all of the first, you know, George Floyd stuff happened. I have some friends of mine that are on the police force. They just happened to be white. And one of them called me and he was like, man, I, I can't stand this. You know, this is this. This is not. This would have never happened if I was there. And then he and then he said, you know, he knows I have my sons. And he said, you know what? If you need me to, I'll come and talk to your boys. You know, he said, if you want me to and just give them some perspective and tell them like this, this is not everybody. And in that this is not an example of what we were hired to do. So. And I mean, that that touched me really deep. You know, that's a friend of mine, but he called me. So we all can do something. You know what I mean? Like that's, I, I get that. The problem is now, especially, and I don't want, I, I'm not trying to be a, a half empty type of person here, but my God, we've, you know, we're looking at these stories now when we should have been looking at these stories. Oh yeah. I mean, right. So, I mean, but, but yeah. this has never happened before either. I mean, we're, I mean, this is when you say this, what's this where, where you have across the country, the same type of vigor and energy yeah. in these riots and, and people yeah. organizing. That's because people don't have jobs right now. Understandable, but still, it is definitely something that, how do you, how do you reverse this now? I mean, it's almost a move. It has become a, a true movement. I mean, that's getting, that's getting money and getting more organized. And I mean, so let me ask you this. If tomorrow cover goes away, jobs come back like a hundred percent, you think there'll be riots in the street next day? I mean, no. I mean, I, I think that I think that this whole thing, a lot of this goes away, especially COVID after the election. But that's just my opinion. Because yeah, it's not about, I mean, here's the thing. The, the people who care about real social injustice and, and rights for people, they didn't just start caring about it now. So they'll go back to still doing what they do. The people who are just riding this wave, They'll go back to do. They'll go back to playing video games and that's going kind of to bars and kicking it. That's the thing that I always kind of said too. Is it's like you'll see, you know, just take a look at it. Like most of these kids, they got nothing else to do. They got right. nothing to do. Nothing. And and right now, it's it's the thing to do. The narrative is the thing to be a part of. Because here's because check this out. As easy as it is to to protest, is the same thing. You can go and clean up all the trash in the neighborhood. If you can get 50,000 people to walk up a street, you can go paint, paint dilapidated buildings. You can go plant gardens. You can go help the elderly. You see what I mean? So, right. so instead of, is there any way in your mind to get some of this energy to not go away, but to figure out how to put it in a, in a positive way? sense i mean what because to me again it's a they thing that i'm watching right? right and i'm listening to and trying to find out what's really going on right is there a way do you see it, it does it have to just stop after all this stuff or is there a way to to kind of put this energy to something good like you're saying right i mean is is that all political based or is that community based or it all depends on where you stand, right? Because if you're heavy into politics, then this is political, right? And you can tell because that's when you talk to people. When I when I'm out and and 
the first thing people want to ask me is about Biden and Trump. Like that's where they, that's where they stand. Some people never ask me about that. You know what I mean? Some people ask me about whiskey. Some people want to know how they can get their own whiskey. They don't care if I'm black, white, or whatever. They want to know how to get that. So whatever you, whatever inside of you, it's what's going to come out. So I think people need to take a look inside themselves right now and start to figure out who they are. And that will be what, what, what pushes this thing along. Cause no, there's no everybody, right? There's no, everybody's going to do this. Right, right, right. There's, there's never been that. There's never going to be that. So we got to decide who the doers are. Right. Who, who do you think are the doers right now in the black community? And, and that's one thing that I kind of see is almost like there's a lack of a point, a point, you know, a lack of a, a point person yeah. to, to actually like who, who other than like Joe Biden and the democratic party, <laughs> Like who? who I mean, Joe, who's out there hey, speaking up? If you don't up, vote though? for Joe, who's yeah. who's speaking up? And like, so, so that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like in 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 the past, right? You needed a leader, right? You needed a Malcolm X, a Martin Luther King, but that just made that just put a big target on your back, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, even in this city, you got Gideon's Army, who they're violence interrupters. They're in the streets in the hood every single day. Mm. So when there's a shooting, they're the, they're the first people. They send in and they send in women because they're nurturers to first console the families. Then they come in and they're actually keeping these entities apart. But that's just when there's violence. But when there's not violence, they're doing education. They're actually doing they they're building grocery stores. There's the Magruder Center. Like there's people here. So there's not gonna be a one like in the black community, there's not gonna be one person that leads all of us. That doesn't mm, exist, right? right? But there's a ton of leaders, man. There's a ton of leaders. And you can get to know, and, and the questions that you're asking me are great questions because I can help you find them. You go to people who know people that are doing it and mm-hmm. you get involved, but you only do it if you really want to. I mean, I would not mind talking to one of, one of these people in the sense, it, just because for you, for instance, it, it doesn't, I'm not trying to get you in a, in a conversation here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is not the point of this. I would be interested to get into a conversation where I could ask a question that was ignorant, right? Because most of my questions, as far as what the black community are, is, is ignorance, right? Because it's, I only know what I see that I've seen, mm-hmm. not actually what goes on when you live there or when you live through this or when you've been through these, just like the Democrat from, from uh, Memphis that spoke, that was, a, you know, the house member that spoke, did you see that speech? I mean, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I want to meet that guy. I, I emailed him and told him about my show and everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever met him at this. I'm, I'm sure he's probably been, been down at the stand or whatever, but I, I'd love to talk to you. I would like to get educated. Yeah. To, and and, and I, when I say educated, I don't mean in a sense of like, I'm white and you're black. I mean, in the sense of I'm truly curious Mm -hmm. because it it wasn't something that I was ever, I only know my friends that are black. Yeah. Does that make sense? I know. And and each of these guys, I mean, you talk to Ray, Charles Ray. I mean, you know, he's has his, he's very political. He's very historical. I mean, so he, whenever you talk to him, you're getting, you know, you're getting the history of everything and, and what, right. And then there are just some people like the, like the bait, the bass player guy that we were trying to talk to about coming on who is very emotional. He knows oh, yeah. a lot of stuff, but he's very emotional, mm-hmm. you know, but it would be nice to talk to somebody that is going in and doing, actually doing stuff and doing not just work. talking yeah. about it. 
Yeah. And that's, and those are the people that I hang with because I mean, but what you're saying, I had to do the same thing when I went to Israel, right? I went there to learn. I'm not Jewish. I spent two weeks in that country, man, going everywhere in like Bethlehem, Jerusalem. Like I went all over that country and I was there to learn. So I came out with relationships. I came out with friendships. There was some stuff I didn't like. There was some stuff that I did. So, but I went there to actually find out. And I think, and I went there with an open mind and I went there respectful. You see what I mean? Yeah. That, if you can do that, people will open their door. You've traveled a lot, I man. You know how it is. Sure, sure, yeah. When you come that way to people, they will open their hearts and their doors to you and they will teach you anything that you want to know. It's never the problem with people in the beginning. It's always when they get comfortable is when you find out who they really are. You yeah. know what I mean? And and That's a good statement. That, 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 well, I mean, that, that to me is part of the problem because I mean, it's like when you, when you hire somebody for a job and they're the best thing on paper and they, and you first meet them and they're great. And then about three weeks into it, you know, they're slapping a girl on the butt or vice versa, whatever the case is. Yeah. And, and that's what I feel like when I meet somebody that I only talk to one time, yeah. you know, and had that conversation yeah, with, yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know, I, I bet this is great, but there's a reason why you are where you're at, <laughs> you know? Um, that being said on a sidebar, I didn't know you went to Israel. Yeah. Um, what is your opinion? Well, the two, two questions. Were you surprised how Muslim Israel is? Um, or how much it was, how, how much it's right there. Right. I mean, it, well, yeah, because I, mean, I don't think people realize the mosques and things that are just, that are all over, over and, and in that little strip, you know, well, I did. I mean, we commune with some of the Muslims there. I didn't see tons and tons and tons of mosques and stuff. I I saw a lot of Jewish people. I saw kids carrying AK-47s, and that surprised me because you have to join the military, the military when you're 18, female or male. So riding on a bus and seeing a kid with a like M16 across his lap checking Facebook was very <laughs> disheartening and just <laughs> That could be jarring. There's 60 million Kyle Rittenhouses. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. But I mean, the people were beautiful, man. They treated they treated me amazing. And but they bombed. I think another country bombed them while I was there. Like so, it, it, and so that was that was crazy. Like they in one of the houses that we went to, the bomb it came, the missile came, but it didn't go off. So they actually oh shot it. God. It came into the neighborhood, and I, I asked one of the girls working like there, I said, how do you deal with that? And she said some of the most jarring thing I've ever heard. She said, when the missiles come, she said, I just go to sleep. And she said, if I wake up and I'm still alive, I go to work. Tell me right now that, that what you said a little bit ago about experiences, because it, it that hit home to me. Is that not, how, how do we as Americans we we deal with that in the same ball game. When you go to Europe and, and and the Middle East, where these countries are right on top of each other, they've been fighting forever. Everything that happens next door is almost like if you if it was happening across the street. Mm -hmm. We don't deal with that with Mexico and Canada. Nope. We only know one language. Where these people know three, four, five, six, ten languages. 
how 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 does any of this work unless you absolutely or go through what anybody you're talking about right you know like how does anybody talk about anybody's stuff at, at all without going through any anything that they go through well i mean i mean that's that's a point of people there's a different thought process process to seize on that right right i don't think you have to go through you can't go through what I went through and I can't go through what you went through that. And that's not, and that conversation leads nowhere. You see what I mean? Like that, sure, yeah. that's not a, you'll never know what it feels like and I'll never know, but why would we want that? Because you being you is what makes you special. Me being me is what makes me special. And we don't have to all agree on things. I don't know where that became. It's almost like a participation trophy. Yeah, that's right. You know, like, when did it become we have to all agree on every single, what is that? So, no, we have to do exactly what we're doing. We have to have mutual respect. We have to not harm each other. And then if we so choose, we have to help each other. But that's, to me, that's it. That's the only responsibility. I mean, you, don't, you don't have to feel what I've felt to know where I've been. I don't even know where that starts. That's, that's it's craziness to me. I want to hug you right now. Don't touch me. <laughs> what about? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. My dad, I showed my dad the movie The Purge. You know, okay? No, I mean, I, we, what? it was Christmas. We were watching movies. That was a great Christmas movie. That was a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so anyway, I, I showed dad The Purge, and at first, not interested, right? And then he got a little bit more into it. I, I better not take anything out. And then the doorbell. You rang. want some more, sir? Well, if you got some. Yeah, I think we got plenty. Six bottles of it. Um, so anyway, you know, he gets watching it and gets and so you know, the purge is a very it, it's a it's a it's a weird mistress because it sneaks up on you. You know, at first you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and then you start to get into the movie more and start thinking, what if this is what we did <laughs> one night a year? <laughs> And that's it. That's the only violence. That's that's the only time you could you want to take out your transgressions, your your all the shit you've been going. You can go out and just whack away. What is what is your opinion of that movie? Okay. So that being said, that being said, I just want to know. I mean, so you don't one day a year? No, no, not okay. That's not. All right. Well, I'm just I got to throw it out there. I appreciate you asking. No, I mean I'm serious. Mom, I don't support it. <laughs> I support it. I, so I don't. You don't have to feel the way I feel. Exactly. Right? We just talked about. But that. I definitely uh, am going to edit you out of most of this interview. I understand. Yeah. I think we need to move on. Guidance whiskey has helped me through numerous weeks of this show. Uh, there's yeah. been a few it's times. helped me listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah. It really has. Can we take that out? If it, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can. I can take it out. I'll put it back. We're on here. a ten-second delay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but we've we've been fortunate enough to give out the product, and we're going to continue with this uh, car giveaway, which I want to get. What you know, I want you to get in on that. Yeah, it's great. Really, I just want you to push it on your on your socials. Yeah, we will. Um, but I appreciate you. Yeah, man. And that being said, I met you through. A mutual friend and now member of the standard yourself and and i guess the head of this 
this new Gestapo. Uh, <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> Uh, but Jason and I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, took a trip to Mexico on separate times, but it was the same, virtually the same trip. Some of it we can't talk about. Right. Right. So so I'm going to try to, I, I pick pictures that only, uh, and you have some other ones, and we can, I'm going to try to, we'll try to see if we can put those up. But um, first off, okay, can we say why we went down? Yeah. Okay. So it was bull related. So we went Mat- down to matador training. Matador training, yep. right? I, on the other hand, uh, can honestly say that when that little bull came through the ring, uh, I had to clinch and run. <laughs> I clinched and run. Andy, I'm not joking you. <laughs> you think that you can take a little bull and you think you can get in there? It's unbelievable. I don't think that, that little bastard. That little bastard. <laughs> he will. He he will. He will take your knees out. I mean, this looks like Nancy Kerrigan. It looked like a bad skating. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah, it's really, really bad. I don't have. I, I. Let's just start the trip. So, what was your experience? Just give me that first. What was your experience? As best you can tell me. I had a wonderful time, and it and it it goes to what we've been talking about right like we were because we got to stay with a family like this it wasn't a resort or you know i mean we actually got to stay at someone's home and their family prepared meals for us and to learn the history that their grandfather was the third person to bring bulls to mexico from spain you know they've been doing this for 140 years and then to see all the people that had come through and and just to talk with them and stay up to five o'clock in the morning drinking, <laughs> it was like an experience. And then it was deep in like the country. Like it wasn't. Oh, I know. Yeah. It was like dirt road after dirt road. And then you take another dirt road. <laughs> to go down. Like, uh, and, the, and my favorite part was you drove in and the donkey is yes. literally just tied to the ground in the middle of no, in a field. Just, yeah, just screaming at you. Just screaming like I, just holy hell. Welcome. It looks like Shrek's this donkey yeah. over Shrek. Just out in the middle, you're just like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. And and the reason because he's a, he, he's so mean that you can't get close to him. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and you do you do the horseback ride? Okay, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, you didn't? Did they not tell you? No. Oh, oh, you had a bad. I almost got killed by the first horse. Dang. Are you afraid of horses a little bit? No, but uh, as you know, I have a, a little bit of history with horses unfortunately and so uh i did remember this one thing and and that is if you have any fear at all they they know it oh yeah and they don't want anything to do with it that's why i stay away from them well and so i he was the first one and i i liked him fine or whatever the case is and he was coming over and he was already kind of being a little bit of a butthead but whatever i thought i'm gonna go first i'm just gonna get it over with because getting on him is the hardest part to me Cause you're just, it just, even though when you get the foot in the stirrup and you, and you throw that, you're like, Oh, I got this. But that, that, that whole thing of getting it there. That didn't work for you. Well, he didn't even let me get on. But the problem was I got to the side and to, in fear of trying to get behind him, I moved in front of him. So he rears up. Oh my God. And his hooves are right. There. And so I'm, I'm just like, I'm like the girl with the bombs. If I get hit in the face. Oh, and don't see you guys until until we leave on Monday. Oh. So you just laid down and went to sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you're done. Like, I just tried to be cool, you know, because I didn't want to yeah. piss him off anymore. And he came down. Everybody was looking. And now you have five dudes that don't want to get on the horses anymore for a minute, you know. And then the only way that I felt better about it was that the, the main guy, the young guy, yeah. the young kid that's awesome. Oh, better. Yeah. He uh, he got up on him and couldn't even get him right. So I was like, oh. so it was, it was the horse. It wasn't you. Yeah. So can you bring up a picture, mm-hmm. one of the pictures of me on the horse? Yeah. There. See, now I'm I'm having a good time now. <laughs> Did they make you buy hats on the way down? I already had hats. Oh, geez. I'm a country boy, man. Can Alabama. you bring up? Can you do you know which one's his? Um, uh, possibly. Yeah. It's just go. Oh, uh, what, he's on the white horse there. Oh yeah, boy. I t- it didn't even look like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my Django ride. That's the Django ride. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get your KD I mean, beer going on. My not, question: the, the reason I picked this picture specifically was I had to ask: Did you know he was taking the picture, or is that just your normal? That's how I ride horses. Man. Okay, I thought so. And that's a Stetson hat. Shout out to Stetson. Give me a call <laughs> if you want to make a if you want to turn your uh, perfume into whiskey. Which I think I've drank before. Those are the hats, man. I like you that. don't want that cologne. Oh, that's cologne. Whatever. Stetson, yeah. Stetson. It's so. You have it, six it tastes like whiskey. Of it. Oh, it tastes oh, like whiskey. Man. I drank one one time, just to see. <laughs> what else is What else is in there? I like this one. I think this is pretty cool. Oh yeah, Josh. Now Josh. Is that Josh? Yeah. Josh is good. It really but, looks. Though. He's been there before, though, right? He's yeah, done. He's, he's been to Spain and studied it, and so that's kind of the thing, like. He studied the whole history of it, and yeah. so yes, God. he kind of helped us know too that what we were what we were doing is not normal. Like the only reason that you're out that we're able to do this was because of COVID. Yeah. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah. This would never well. Never and so happen. and so the we actually got to see the, the the a really pretty thing. This is you know this kind of thing is the training, but the little bull. This is the one I wanted, wanted to tell you about was like. When you got in the Josh has been doing this for a while. I mean, you could tell he's got he's got poise. I mean, he looks good right there. I mean, it's James Bondish. But when you just go in there and you've never done this before, that little guy, he's he's scary. And he knows it too, probably. He senses well, your fear. I, I think that he <laughs> I mean, I don't know, it, but like Yes, yeah, their it's their nature. It is like, their nature. Like they will go they go until they that's right, they push until the end. I mean, and, and tell me this. Go to the next one. What what else did I I don't think I put that This one's pretty cool. Yeah. So you went out through the field and watched him get fed and all that? Yeah, we tried. Somebody on our trip was too drunk. So we kind of just rode through the fields. We didn't get a chance to feed him. Oh, no, you didn't. You don't get to feed him. You just get to watch him being fed. Oh, well, either, yeah, we, he was too drunk. He was too drunk. I mean, well, it's not like it's hard to do there. I no, mean, it's you too, only yeah. gave him 30,000 bottles of booze. <laughs> so all these bulls are being bred to be fought. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then what happens to them after? They give they give them to the village, and then yeah. they eat them. Yeah. So they have somebody that they they cook them up, and it's a very small village, and that's and that's been going on forever for, for a long time. So the people in the village come and help on the ranch. And stuff. Does a uh, bull taste any better or worse? Well, no, I mean, than, it's, it's steak. I mean, than it's, steak. It's, yeah. 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 But I mean, but, I mean it, it's not a steer. It's not like raised as beef cattle. No, I mean, I it's mean, it's probably more like buffalo, right? I mean, they're more muscle. Like bison. Yeah. Yeah. You go to Ted's. A little more on the gamey Ted's side. Ted's from Beverly Hills. Yeah. Well, know? not the way not not the way they cooked it. Like yeah. they, it was. 
Less yeah. fat? It was delicious. Less fat for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But these things are, and I guess the, the, the thing that got me the most was that when that thing, that thousand pound, when you go from that little guy and then you see that, that thousand pound guy and he is just, it's, 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 it, it makes the ground shake. I mean, I don't know. It, it is the, and, and the idea that somebody stands in that, in that ring at it that point, crazy. it is the most craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So what's the point of the, what's the point in the tradition? Like, what's the, why do they do this? So the why of it, I didn't, I never, that's a very good question. Because did you ever ask why do they? Okay, so I didn't ask this. Why. This all basically because it's from Spain. Understand that, right? So, so right. the idea is, and at one point in time, do you realize that for sport, they would do this to human beings, you know, in Rome, well, in sure, Greece, right? So, this is not some abnormal, you know, sporting event as far as like this just came out of you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so, set him up in a ring with a. a the beast to conquer. Right. So, I mean, you, people been be. doing this with lions and, and whatever. And okay. so, you know, Spain had the bulls and, and people that raised them. And that that would be my, that was the only kind of explanation that, I, that I've that i ever read, you know, where, where, you know, the history behind this was. Kind There's of a just, lot of books on it, too. Oh, it's a ton of books. But it, but the books that, you know, like Josh went over. My, my thing is the matador, I didn't realize that the death you know, and they and, prepare for death. Yes. Like I, they prepare for death. Like they, they, they pray, time. right? They pray the whole deal. Man, I mean, it's a ceremony. That yeah. that part was crazy because, you know, this, the matador had his family there, his kids and yeah, but everything it's, it's, it's so much honor and respect. They take death each. very seriously in Mexico and most Latin yeah. cultures yeah. as well. Well, but the fact that he can die. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why the bull, you know, the, the, and, and the thing about it is where where bull where where it gets in trouble a little bit is people think of the inhumaneness mm-hmm. of of how this goes on especially the you know in spain in mexico they don't throw the stakes the the right. they don't throw they they hit them a couple of times in the back and, and part of that process is because if you don't the bull will have a heart attack yeah it's to release the pressure right well so yeah. it, it slows the the blood down so that he because he's going he's freaking nuts right yeah and they don't stop so it doesn't matter if you leave that bull in that ring he'll go until he can't go anymore he'll try to get you the whole time if there's no slowing down there's no I'm too tired I'm gonna go take a the damn thing goes until you can't can't go anymore that being said the one thing that that you know that part you can see and you've seen it everywhere all the time the bull the bull the bull the matador on the other hand watching the the bit the best experience you can have i think is watching people get that little bull with the little cape with the cape not the little cape but the cape and try to do it yeah. and and then because that just like we've been talking about it's like a theme mm-hmm. of the night it's just that one minute of you trying to do it and realizing how hard it is and now it now increases your respect for when you see that big God Almighty, you you can't can you can't control it, but it, it's there you go. <laughs> who's that? Who's that getting chased down? Well, that's that's uh that's um oh shit uh, oh crap, Chad, and he got his leg hurt. 
He twisted it pretty bad. Twisted it. He got well. Get, he pinned him up against the wall. He pinned him up against. He was the wall. running like crazy, though, huh? I mean, but this is the kids play with bulls down there. I mean, yeah. at one point in time, what's it? Uh, Alfie Alvaro Alvaro grabbed it by the head. So it's a game. Like so, they they commune one with. It's a part of their culture. Yeah. It's like when you go to the countries, like whatever the animals are, they grow up and as as one. And so it's kind of it's crazy to see it though, but then. Did you you guys didn't do the Tencredo. So we played the Tencredo. So we had to stand. You guys, they let it in and y'all ran. We all had to stand there. No, 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 no. We did that. I did that. That's the only thing I did. So the the guys went in there and played soccer. Yeah, we played soccer too. Right. So that's when the running was going on. That what you're talking about is what I that's the only thing I did. And so if you stand still, the bull doesn't see you. He'll run right past you. If you move an inch, you're, he's coming after you. Yeah. Mm. So we all got in the middle of this field, this soccer stadium. Boy, my parents are listening to this too. <laughs> soccer stadium. So whatever it was, and 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 ring, and and we and you stand like this. And I'm gonna tell you something. When you have to do it, it's very difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult. That thing came right out and came right at me first, and I'm like, oh, I'm out of here. This thing goes past me. I'm out of here. This is not happening, right? He goes right past me, and I turn around, and Armon, uh, Armani. Armani moved a little bit and then had to take <laughs> off, right? And it, drunk doesn't even describe, you know. And so I get behind. I get, I get out. I'm out. And now I'm just filming it, taking pictures or whatever. I'm watching these. And Armani finally, you know, he he has a a moment with the bull uh, that was pretty funny. But it yeah. was it was it was an experience like you can never – imagine it bonds you too man because if you to hear it coming out <laughs> you're standing still it's going oh my freight god. train coming right at oh you. my god and it's a little guy could you imagine doing that with a nope. big bull but so the name of the game it's, it's they call it tencredo but it comes from a guy who used to go into the middle of the ring and he would stand still and they would let the bull come straight out at him and he wouldn't move at all and he would stare the bull down and the story is the bulls would run right up to him they would and stop before it got to him and start backing away and so that's where the name Tencredo comes no from kidding. from this guy yeah we looked it up because so i was like are you kidding are me? you joking right now <laughs> Bruh, standing right there and so that's that's what we're so even the games we were playing is part of like tradition and but he used to stand in the middle that's how he would end i was like the halftime show. <laughs> well, you know, have you seen any of the halftime type show and stuff now where they're jumping them? Yes. Like this guy here? <laughs> is this what you're no, talking about? No, not like that at all. Uh, but, I mean, that is pretty cool. That's legendary. That's legendary. <laughs> that's, le that's legendary. That's pretty cool. Do they have little horns on them? I mean, yeah. can, can you be gored by one of them little things? Well, not gored, but they could definitely take a testicle to a new well, place. Well, see, bull, your, our bull was bigger than you. Our, our bull that we were... It was bigger than that. Yeah, he so, looks like a sheep from that angle. But he was big. He it was, it was big enough. Yeah, big enough. But we we were because because Josh wanted to jump him and he was like, Nah, no. Is that what you're talking about? Jump it? Yeah. No. Uh, oh. What I'm talking about is they actually these these are professional. They look like um, Cirque du Soleil guys. And so basically, they, the bull comes towards them. They run towards the bull. Then they leap like Superman. Oh wow! Over them and do a roll. 
Man, that can go so bad. So bad, so quick, right? So but, I mean, bad. you know, not anything with these guys, are, it could go bad. Because it's, unpredict- it's unpredictable. Unbelievable. So that's the one thing about the Bulls. They're not trained at all. Yeah. You, it's impossible. You you don't train it's all instinct. Bulls. That's it. They in, all they keep them alive. They feed them. Is it true that's that the, the red color in, in, induces them to be? Nope. Doesn't have anything to do that with That was them. one of the most interesting things that we learned yeah. is that it has nothing to do with the color at all. It's all movement. Do they, so, see, do they see color? No, I don't. Think and they're so. and they're either right or left eye dominant. So that's why when you when you put the is it the right, it comes down right in front of them. Right. You have to move it, and that's what they come at. They're uh, not coming at. They're not coming at a color. They don't care if you move. But yeah. one another interesting thing is that they never fight a bull twice. Did you know that? Uh-huh. Well, not even the little ones. Because if you do, in the 20 to 25 minutes that you do that, they learn. So if you were to ever put, like, one of those little guys, if you waited two years and put them back in, he'd kill whoever got in there. Because he wouldn't, they they learn that oh. fast. So they wouldn't go for the, the thing they wouldn't anymore. go to Tepote. So, it's, right, and so these, these bulls have Jeez. never seen anybody else. They've never been in a ring before. Every, the, when they go in for the first time, it's the only time. Yeah. That's it. Interesting. Now, what about so? Does that kind of bleed into like bull riding as well? These guys are they're no, not those bulls are trained. Well, they're no, they're not trained, but they do. They they're they're part of a crew that go around and they they those guys ride. You know, those bulls go as so you hire a company that comes in and brings the bulls, and the bulls rider comes and mm-hmm. then those bulls go and, and they'll go to another one. Interesting. And then it's the. So then that kind of bleeds into like being a rodeo clown, right? Because I mean, they're they're using some of the same techniques as a matador would, right? The movement to attract, the movement to That's get correct. it off. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I love I love the what is that? The PBR. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to one of those? No. I always wanted to. Kyle, remember Kyle Young? Yeah, we had a buddy that was actually really done pretty well in him. Yeah, it is something to see. I came, I saw it in Nashville, and I saw it in Oklahoma. Well, I'm going to take him to Brazil as part of one of the standard trips. That's all. And and you're going to get to see, you know, the all that stuff, honestly, because they do they do barrels, they do the riding, they do love the horses and the whole thing. The, the 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 funny the crazy part is uh when you see a guy get kicked in the chest uh by a bull that he's been riding um it's interesting. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> it's interesting because I say this. There are guys that I've seen get kicked in the chest and get up and run and take off running. Mm-hmm. The human body to me is so interesting right? in that regard because if you hit me right in the nose over some beers in a bar, I I'm probably out bleeding, whatever. This guy gets kicked in the chest by a bull. Adrenaline's adrenaline is a crazy thing. Yeah, adrenaline is. And he probably don't even realize it until he's got three broken ribs and 10 minutes bleeding. later. Next day, he's probably done it's still for. It's still interesting to me to, oh, yeah. to get, you know, the beating that, that these guys take for this, this sport. You know, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. It's it's And it's only eight seconds, you know, nine seconds long. It's really crazy. I mean, Mexico was, was great. I'm, I'm glad you had, I'm glad you had the experience. And now and that and the, the running of the bulls, all that in Spain, that's a whole nother just. Man, that's bonkers to me. Are you it's, kidding me, dude? Like, I wish Josh has done it. Yeah. Like, just went there and watched it or no, he's ran? Done it. He's ran he's it. Done it. I have friends. Um, so when you have money, does your IQ just, like, drop? <laughs> Is that really? You got some adventurous people. I got some friends, man. That they, I love that guy to death, but damn. They don't miss it. 
Like uh, my Jeez. friend Claire, she owns Up in the Air Life, and she took a group, and they did Running of the Bulls, man, and it is crazy. But it, Josh said it, it, you know, and Josh would have to explain it better than me. But you know, he he, there's something a little bit different about all that and how that works, that that makes it a little bit more tolerable as opposed to just getting in one on one. But I, I will tell you this: <laughs> you can you grab know, somebody and use them as a shield. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't. You, you only got to be as fast as the guy that's behind you. You're right, <laughs> right. So, but you know, and this is something that is funny that you say that because money, money does sometimes lower people's IQ just for the sheer fact that they get bored and they need to do more and more and crazy more. stuff. But Josh, this is an interesting story. So Josh has a, a doctor friend who, who tells him, you know, you can come in anytime. I'm going to, I will do a full body scan. I'll check you out head to toe, you know, whatever, you know, for helping me out or whatever's happened. So Josh goes ahead and does it. He goes and gets a full body scan and all the stuff. He gets all the stuff. Stuff you would never do, or unless something was, unless you went in for a problem. He goes and does that, and then he he walks out, I think, and he comes back. And he says, "You know what? Check my heart too. Uh, you know, do some tests for my because my dad had some problems. And I just I just went. And Josh is thirty eight, I think, at this point thirty thirty eight. And he and he and he comes. Have you heard the story? No, I haven't. Okay, so Josh tells the doc, like, you know, do some tests on my heart. My dad's got some problems, whatever. So he does the tests. And the doctor that night calls him and says, Josh, you got to be at the hospital at eight o'clock tomorrow. You got to have open heart surgery. He was this close to dying. Are you serious? Absolutely. That's what that scar is. 38 years old. And the only reason that he thinks at least that he's standing to this day is, is a miracle. And that's why he, he pushes his he life. He takes it to another level. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. I mean, he could tell the story way better. Yeah. But essentially, the, the bottom line is he asked for the test. You got to do this because, wow, you know. And and I, I I'm like anything he wants to do. I'm just like I know now. I know why. Yeah. Because you know? I mean he he's an adventure seeker. Oh boy. Like and he was kind of like that before, but I think now and and six months after for sure that guy would have <laughs> jumped out of a plane in the Alps, no problem. I mean you escaped death. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So tell me a cool story like that about yourself. Go. Um, I went skateboarding one time and I fell. It's close. What uh, what pictures did you What pictures did you bring? <laughs> what pictures did you bring? Uh, I just got I got all kind of stuff. Is there one in there in particular that's uh, really as good as you on the horse? No, nah, not at all. Nothing. But I have stuff that is like. Um, Are these flip pictures? Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll be. He's coming on next week. Really? Yeah. I have some of the, like the Matador. Like that. that. See, I don't, I'm afraid I, I don't want to show those because I'm not, I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble. No, you won't get in trouble for this one. I, I don't I don't know if we can see it, though. Can we, Andy? Maybe. On this one? Oh, no, it's up here. It's almost just like that that preparation, that 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 calmness before. Put it, on, put it on mine, Andy. Yeah, it's hard to focus. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. But this one, you can use this one. Oh, that's, the, that's the matador right there. Yeah. And this is the one that we saw. Like, so that's that was one of my favorite pictures. Turn it, turn it, because he's actually, yeah. Ah. See what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the pre. He's like, 
praying or well yeah. i mean let, i'm gonna let's take it a little bit further than that there's a ceremony that's normally like two almost two hours long where he gets dressed yeah yeah that that was uh and we weren't allowed to see that no right whatever but he the, the first guy allowed flip to take some pictures yeah it's pretty cool i got it too and it was and then even what's crazy after that is the guy that we had, he was the number one bullfighter in Mexico. He won. He was number one guy from last year, right? And we only got the chance to see him fight because of COVID, right? So it's almost like watching Michael Jordan play oh, right. in your backyard yeah. with your kid. And there's a picture of me and him drinking guidance like after, and he, he loved it. He went so we sitting there drinking and I just had so much respect for him and, and and meeting his family and stuff that I told him like the suit that he wears, I wanna dedicate one to him. And he only gets it made in one place. It's made all of his suits. And when I said it I was just like, Hey, you know, it's cool but everything stopped. Like everybody was like For real? And he goes, We'll dedicate the next fight to you into guidance and I don't know in the history of Mexican bullfighting has a fight ever because you know they dedicate yeah, this fight yeah. to something it has to be either the crowd or right. a low, has it been dedicated to a black American no kidding in the history of bullfighting that's what comes and that's that. That's what I'm talking about the experience of the, the experience in the culture being humble and just really being there to learn so I'm like wow but I mean, we, you could tell when you talk about it that you definitely listened and paid attention more than I did. Yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah, I was I was taking notes. Yeah, there, I mean, I, I'm I'm listening to you. Like, was I at the same place? <laughs> <laughs> did you drink that mess cow? Oh my god, man! Now you know we're we're that's one of the things like we're helping them bring that here. The tequila, the real mess cow, the real me- listen. I don't even like mess cow. That's not one of my favorites. Oh, mezcal, that's right. And so it's not tequila, right? No. It's so mezcal is typically it was known as the poor people's tequila, the poor people's drink. But these, the story is that um, these guys, their grandfather, on his deathbed, tells the family that he's hid a te- a, a mezcal from them for fifty years. Mm. He's got barrels of it hidden but then he still didn't tell him where it was when he died the location of the miscal was in his will well yep and they came and the family came so they call it halasgro mm-hmm. which means the discovery but we were there we were drinking 50 year old miscal and it is some of the smooth i mean it's it's, it's perfect so we're gonna we're gonna help them my guidance is going to help them bring so, that. Here. So one of the standard members, wow. this isn't. Uh, I'm glad you t- brought this up. One of the standard members had had this idea, because you know there's only so many bottles you can make from that. Yeah. Right. It, it, did they run this past you in the sense of where you take a little bit of that masca- mezcal and put it in it normal yeah. and sell the story, so that you can make you can do more. Yes. Is is that was that something that was brought up? Yeah, we talked about that, and then also you know that 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 fifty years what revived them to open everything back up. So now they have a new product. It's not fifty years old, 
they're making it now that is just as delicious. So they're going to do that for large consumption, and then then we'll do that fifty year. So the fifty years special. all it's going to be a fifty year old. That's what it's going to be. All of it. Yeah, it won't be. We won't do a whole bunch of bottles of it. Like we we do want to bring it down with the story. Yeah, the, the guy we talked we talked about. So it. you'll you'll you half and half, for instance. They have they have new mezcal that they're making that is that is magical. So right. we'll do that normal, but then we'll do maybe those little the little oh, bottle. Oh, I got you. Into anniversary bottles and stuff because the story is what makes all of this stuff. When you start talking about these things, these are the things that people around the world. This is the stuff that they'll pay for, right? But do you understand what I'm saying? That, that, that this was so apparently this guy got this idea from uh, uh, some wine. Uh, trip he went on essentially let's say you can only get a thousand bottles out of the old 50 year old stuff right right so you take the new stuff they're making you put a drop of this stuff in it and then you and you but you make it about the story oh okay i got you so this then becomes this this thousand bottles then turns into years and years and years and years of this stuff that's crazy that's it's cool. Good. That's cool, though. It's so, a great idea, right? Did he did he leave a, a recipe behind as well? Or, no. So you got to kind of reverse you, engineer. It doesn't it even or? matter about the recipe. It's a matter of the fact that this stuff's set in these barrels for fifty years, yeah. right? So you can't recipe that. Well, no, I know that, but, but yeah, mean, they, they, yeah, they do have like what they. Oh, right. I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, it's proprietary. You. Like what they use to right. make theirs this smooth is right. They I see even, what you're saying. They wouldn't even tell us. They won't tell you that. But it is. It's it's good. Yeah, it's good. Does it taste like tequila? No, it's smoother. It's it's, it's smoother, it, it, but it has a different taste for sure. Yeah, because most mezcal is smoky. Like when, when people, yeah. and this one isn't. Even so, people that drink mezcal when I show them it, they're it's so clear mm-hmm. that they're like, "This isn't mezcal," and they drink it. And they're like, "Wow, mm. this is mezcal." So they they're really they're on to something. Wow. But you had to go deep down in the deep deep deep. Yeah. <laughs> to go find, but we'll we'll go visit their place as well. And I'll so, see some so of that. can I have the percentage uh, of these people's businesses that you're not taking? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Sure. I, I knew I could. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I feel like I feel like we have uh, covered a lot of ground today. Yeah, man, I appreciate this. This is important that we get a chance to do this, and I would like to do it again. Yeah. Um, because after the, after the election, after the election, it would be neat to yeah. see how much COVID and and uh, and uh, uh, and uh, racial divide there is in the country. It could all go away. Joe, you know, you elect Joe, we're not going to have any problems. You elect Trump, uh, you're just going to have problems with money. Yeah. Have more what happens after? Problems. So one of the things is funny. More money, more problems. Is when Obama was president, I was, and, and people going nuts about that too, right? Like they had, whatever they said, I was like, man, I don't worry about that. I worry about who comes next. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at this, I'm always looking past because no matter if Trump wins or loses, he gets four years. Right. What's next? Who who's next? That's the scary. <laughs> that's the scary part. That part. Right there is it's like, it's it, it is scary because there and you don't see anybody in sight because, again, I've said it a thousand times. Who wants that job besides nuts and old men? Yeah. That are on the last years of their life. And because it's a, a capstone to their political or business right. career. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Until we make the presidency not such a freaking show and more about actually helping people. Doing what we got to do to move our country ahead. Yeah. Until that happens, which it might be too late. 
I mean, it, it, you know, it might be too late to change that system. You almost have to maybe start on a different path to a different system where, you know, if you, if you elect to truly be an individual, you can opt out of government period. And that why we need an independent. No, independent mm. has nothing to do with, yeah. with that. I mean, the poli- this politic pool of libertarian, you know, because I love it. I love the libertarian stamp, right? When, when people don't want to, uh, you know, uh, go to right or left, they're, they're like, I, I'm really a libertarian. Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm, That's I'm a slippery slope. I'm, I'm too, in the middle, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody's in the middle. Everybody, you, the most staunch people you've ever met in your entire, because the middle is, the water's fine, kids. Yeah. It's really when you have to take a stand on something that your your ass gets in trouble and you and you really start finding out who your friends are and, and but the stand like it, it makes it tough because the stand moves you know in politics the stand is this and then three years later it's this and then three years later it's that everybody's walking back this walking back that so yeah, yeah you can There's be on this but you got to watch that because that stand you know i got to be honest with you to me those goalposts moving is is really how you find out who who's who because when the goalpost moves and that guy moves with the goalpost that's a guy you don't want around well they all pander in the beginning don't they well no they have to because they got to raise money it's not about well but it's not about pandering it's about finding the platform right so you you've got to be it's hard for a person to actually say this is where i'm at here's the issue when that person makes a stand on something and then something changes and they change their opinion because they've learned something new that they didn't know, Ameri- people that are voting for you can't just condemn you for getting a new opinion based on fact, based on the fact that you learned something and you're showing the people, right? But that's the problem. You can't, people are so afraid to actually change, really change the platform or change with the goalpost because they have a base and you want that base every time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but we need to be, you know, it's just like what if I feel a certain way about the black community right now as a white person, but then I go in and I talk to whoever you introduce me to. And I, and I, I know you now and, and then I start changing the way I feel. But this whole time I've been running on this whole thing about, no, wait, you guys just need to do this and this. And if you just would learn math and if you would just, you know, you, life would be the same. And then I start finding out that it wouldn't. And then I start changing my opinion. You're going to lose the people that have supported you to some extent because now their ignorance is still there. Right. I can't. And that's what I was trying to tell you before. It's like you can't comparing it a 19 year old kid that you don't know black white or in between to your son is totally different when you can when when you have a kid you don't know and you're trying to explain to him why things maybe aren't the way he thinks they are right yeah. but but you but you still do it you see what i mean so what you're saying is is definitely spot on with the once you start to learn and evolve but you got to want to do that right or it happens to you by by chance a lot of guys were in the military they were in bunker down with the people from different races that save their ass. They don't look at the stuff the same, but you come home back to this society. And over the years, those things melt away. So the fact that you change your view and you lose your base, whose fault is it? You see what I'm saying? Like who, 
I, I don't disagree. But mm -hmm. the problem, mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, how many people don't want to mess with any? How many people? How many good people don't want to be a part of the that that getting involved with? Oh, a lot. What right? So yeah, of course. That has to change. That has to change. That you can have a different viewpoint. That that it's that that abortion doesn't have to go one way or the other, right? Like or or that gun control doesn't have to. It's just what this guy believes and how he believes it. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody told us how they've come to an idea, how they got there, instead of just telling us that this is what they're going to do? Of in some general shotgun approach on, you know, these these platforms. Have, you, you have to listen. You can't listen to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Donald Trump and understand what any of their platform is. How are you going to change this economic... And it's so it has to be so broad and so general and so watered down and so don't hurt my feelings and so just tell me what I need to hear that for people that really want to make a decision and really want to know the the they don't even vote. It's like because what's the you're just like what's the point? It's seventy seven. It's seventy eight. These guys just sit there and talk to each other like they're gonna kick each other. I mean, at one point in time, Joe Biden was like, "If I ever found him outside of the back of my high school, I would have kicked his." I mean, like, yeah, that that and that to me. But the, with that, you know, and Trump, if I shoot somebody on Fourth Avenue, I'll get like when you start hearing the, your leaders talk, your leaders, right? I'll beat you up in the parking lot, or if I shoot to that is a problem that's yeah. no guidance man that's not guidance yeah, that's not guidance it's not guidance so we have to we got to be we as a people got to be better than that man we got to and i'm determined to do my part and if you could get everybody drunk i think that we would change the country. and i'm gonna try i mean, i'm swear to god i'm I gonna you. try <laughs> so we do this thing called clip of the week yeah okay and uh this was uh just some funny stuff that I found and I wanted to share it with you guys. Can you can you play the today's clip? Are these gonna be good? Over the last two so. years, hundreds have landed in the Summit County Medical Examiner's <laughs> office. My brother used to break in our house and steal the TV. But now he's dead. We'll probably sit around and cook <laughs> some soups and Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Pascal Maddox live in Hernando, Mississippi, which is there's been spottings of a cougar, and that's not it. That looks like a house cat. Kelsey and Michael, who were jogging by, and were nice to just stop for a quick second. Oh, this is classic. I said, what are you doing running? And you're saying it's really good out? It's the perfect texture for running. Very low impact on its dry snow so your feet don't get wet. I don't know how they do it with the bikes. Like, braking, at least we can control, you know, worst case, we can just slide right through a stop sign. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people out here, like he said, running, sledding, just enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen, unfortunately. Looks like Chelsea's okay. Unfortunately. We've been sitting there all day it's waiting the for that. It's the Weather Channel. <laughs> See ya. If I could describe 2020, 
There it is. <laughs> Clip of the week. Clip of the week. I like it. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, it's good. I did a little editing. I mean, that was 30 minutes long. I, I whittled it down to my fave. Wow. <laughs> I, when I saw the bus, I almost uh, wetted the seat one more time. I re-wetted. Re-wetted. That lady falling was the... Oh, my God. She was so zen. Oh. And it's perfect for your feet. It's really low, <laughs> imp- it's low impact even, on your joints. You don't even get wet. Idiot. <laughs> idiot. That girl still got problems. There's probably there's probably different bone structure now that she has that probably doing studies at, uh, at the Smithsonian on her. Carl I'm sure she's at a stoplight somewhere checking her pulse. <laughs> Looking for some dry snow. Yeah. What? Much easier. No guidance. No guidance. <laughs> that should be the no guidance clip yeah. of the week. No guidance. Oh, that's what we should do. Guidance <laughs> no clip guidance. of the week. No guidance. No, no guidance. guidance. Clip. No guidance. No guidance. They have no guidance. Well, it was between that and and watching some Asian dudes beat the hell out of their junk with all kinds of different tools. Where is that? I'm not. I'm going to save it for next week. <laughs> that's not guidance. <laughs> not guidance. <laughs> it's not guidance uh, at all. Jason, thank you so much. Brother. I appreciate you. Man, thank and, you. And thanks for all you do for the show. And, and uh, we'll be giving guidance away over the next uh, 10 weeks. A lot of it. Yes. As we do this uh, $5,000 uh, car stereo giveaway. So, so cool. Make sure you check it out. And uh, let's see. Next week, we got Flip on. He's an AP photographer. And the guy is... One of the most interesting dudes. Man. Interesting. And he plays the guitar. Did you know that? I didn't. I got a video of him playing the guitar in Mexico. No, he didn't know anybody was watching. Oh, really? I got you. I'll, you know what? I'll give you that clip. Oh, and I'll give it yeah, to him. You're a stalker. Yeah. You do. You look kind of have that stalky look. Thank you. It's the voice. Yeah. We need we hey will you will you do some of the voiceovers for my commercials? I would love that. Oh dude, that would be awesome. That's the voice I need right there. Yeah. That's yeah. our James Earl uh what what is it? Jones, 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 Jones. Man. God, I'm gonna get out of here before I <laughs> Before this is our last show. Well you know Lion King's racist now. I heard. Mm. Yeah. Hey, before we go, can I just read this joke to you guys and you tell me oh, if this is racist or not? Did we you all, write it? We almost made it. Up. No, no. I, I just want to know because this and is a huge story. You wrote it now. No, no, no. This is a huge story. I've already got this. This morning, I just t- I want to know your opinion, just real quick. It doesn't, What's the get, is this racist or not? That's the question. That's right. Is, okay. Does this have it right, or, or or is this a joke that you should, if you read it somewhere, you you just would move on okay get over it it's dumb or whatever this morning i went uh, to sign my dogs up for welfare at first the lady said dogs aren't eligible to draw welfare then i explained to her that my dogs are mixed in color unemployed can't speak english and have no clue who their daddies are they expect me to feed them provide them with housing medicare and feel guilty because they are dogs so she looked in her policy book to see what it takes to qualify my dogs get their first check on friday Damn, this is a great country. What's the joke? It's this was hanging up in a restaurant for about eleven years, like at some restaurant, a breakfast restaurant. Well, I mean, and yeah. and it has caused a shitstorm with with people. My question is: it because it's now, right? It's supposed to be funny. I'm sure that could be funny to probably mostly white people, maybe. Right? I don't know. It's a little racist. Right? It's a little racist. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. my question to you is this: if if we're not supposed to feel what it, if it doesn't matter, or if you can't feel that kind of thing, and you see this, 
do you not just go to just don't go to that restaurant anymore or do you it depends on how good the food is what are, you about, <laughs> man? what are we saying no, because this is i'm telling <laughs> you this has caused a, a unbelievable shitstorm for this guy in pennsylvania he 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 basically just you know he's he's just basically saying get over it come eat the pancakes this is a long thing to just be hanging on the wall like this was handwritten with you know, a plaque. No, what no, is it's, this? It's, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like you know how you go to restaurants and they got pictures and shit, stupid shit all over the walls all the time. Sure. Is they, it his restaurant? Yeah. I mean, if I got if I have a joke like that in my restaurant, what you gonna do? I watch comedy. It's com- come on, man. It's what you most it's comedians what are he talking about. How comedy though, people right? Are right now, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you hear that? Like come on, like can't take a joke. I'm just like I here's what I feel people are now in like people in my position who don't have a strong viewpoint either way or the or the other in the sense of I, I'm literally waiting to see how I should feel about something. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, don't do that. I understand don't do it, but I think that I don't think I'm the only one that, that feels that way right now, right? I mean like I read this and I'm like, I just think stupid. I mean, it's just it's what I'm saying. If you if you thought it was funny, it was funny to you. If you thought it was because when I thought about it, I thought about when I'm when I look at welfare and stuff, I think more white people are on it because it's more white people in the country. And if they was created, they they don't look they they don't look at it like that, though. Right. It's per capita. But when you look at what it was created for, it wasn't created for to help minorities. Well, I guess when you think about it, he never, like, nothing ever mentioned a color. It only mentioned, right? Yeah, it's like they don't, they are mixed race. So if they're mixed, could be anything. What are they mixed with? But, but that's right. the point, right? So that's the societal thing. It's like, it's where people think that your mind goes, it's where their mind goes. If yeah. their mind goes there, then that means your mind goes there. Mm-hmm. And so that's wrong. Well, it could be even viewed by some people as being racist just for the fear, sheer fact that you took that as racist because that's where your mind goes. Yeah. If your mind goes there, then that's what it is. But if it's, if it's in a person's establishment and you don't like it, don't go there. I, I, that, pretty simple. That, I agree with that. Is that real simple? Pretty simple. I agree with that. My, my, my perspective is the reason I don't get on here and give some kind of crazy rant if I get pissed off one day at something I watch is because it doesn't solve any problems. It doesn't do anything. Right. You know what I mean? I People, and that's what gets me about anybody that you see screaming on TV right now or on Facebook or whatever. It's like, it's doing nothing. It is doing nothing. Yeah. Whether you feel like that or not, <laughs> you aren't accomplishing anything. Right. I mean, I, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I wish all these people would start podcast and start educating everybody like the Socialist Party. Well, go run for office. You yeah. can't win. Do any anything. Do yeah. something. Would although, I, although I will say, there was a Satanist, anarchist. There's all these words. Satanist. Satanist. I thought he said anarch- Saintness. Saint, yeah, Satanist. Saint, Satanist. 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 Satan. Satanist. Saint. Devil worshipper. <laughs> devil worshipper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, damn devil worshippers! So, listen, in New Jersey, in New Jersey, this this how do you this know this stuff? Like, transsexual man, woman thing. I think her pronouns were she. she was it she them or something like that? I, whatever. But it was definitely a guy. 
No doubt about it. I mean, the Adam's apple looked like whatever, but it was. But, it, but what do you watch? Transsexual. It like? I, I just read stuff, and so she <laughs> won. She won the election for sheriff. She won to the primary. So, and, and she only did it to prove a point that nobody that that all of it's crap and that nobody pays attention or know who's their, who they're voting for. Right. And and she's not going to run in the general. Not doesn't want to be. Doesn't want to be sheriff. Was just literally proving a point. Just doing the proof, and then and then said, wow. "Sweet Satan, su- sweet Satan, Satan." Sa- is it what is it? Santa? Satan worshiper. You can move the letters around in Santa, right? So she she. <laughs> Why are you moving <laughs> letters around? <laughs> what are you doing? But I mean, I I mean, I think that that's a valid point. I think that somebody needs to to go in and and do some research on that because if that's the case. There's, you, you'll find a lot of stuff like that in these local. Like if you start digging, I don't want to dig. I don't especially need no, like I don't need no Santa's one o'clock in the morning. Santa's. when you seem to read all this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freaks come out at night. I'm like, what? I love all. I love all people equally. I love you guys the most. Okay, and when you're not here and there's other people here, I tell them that. Yeah. Mm. It's all about telling people what they want to hear. We'll be back next week with Flip. I don't know his last name. Halslinger. Yep, that's what it was. Jason uh, Rigel from Guidance Whiskey. Uh, thanks for the show. Thank you, Andy, for helping us out as always. And, uh, You're very welcome. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. We'll, I'll be back. I'll be back after a long week in Brazil. Kisses. Without herpes. Oh, shut it. <laughs> <laughs> don't hey hey. I don't tell you what to get. You don't tell me what to get. Okay. Uh, if I want herpes, I'll get it. No guidance. See you next week. Cheers, See you next everybody. Week. See you. Bye. Jesus, God. Get us out of here. <laughs>